0: All right, good day, and welcome to For the Love of Pets podcast. This is Dr. Donald Shreves of the Potts Grove Animal Hospital here in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Today we're going to talk about some basic obedience training for your dog, as well as talking about play behavior, appropriate and inappropriate. So we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, puppy behavior, dog behavior, and how you can um, train your dog to prevent unwanted behavior and stop it before it gets to the point where you can't stop it. So stay tuned. We're going to be back in just a few and we're going to be talking about some very interesting things that you, I think you might like. We'll see you in a few. Welcome back to For the Love of Pets. Again, I'm Dr. Donald Shreves from the Potts Animal Hospital in lovely Pottstown, Pennsylvania. And today we're going to talk about some basic obedience training for your dog. So these are some basic skills that you can learn to help train your dog with some of just the common basic things. But once you learn the basics, then the advanced stuff becomes a whole lot easier because you kind of learn how you can do things and how you can train your dog. Okay, so... Dogs, when they're looking at you, they're very naturally attentive to the body language and your voice. So they know when you move certain ways, when you uh, talk certain ways, um, they learn to associate a certain word or phrase with an action. And that's how you communicate with your dog, by repetitive using that phrase, that um, action to know that they learn that they associate the two together. So if you say, go potty, every time you take them out, they're going to learn that the words go potty means, oh, I'm supposed to go to the bathroom right now. And when they go to the bathroom and you praise them or you reward them, they're going to understand that I did right. Go potty means go to the bathroom and then I get a treat, or I get praise, or I get hugs, or I get kisses, or my owner shoots off fireworks and does cartwheels. Uh, You know, whatever they associate, the... Um, reinforcement, that positive reinforcement with. So obedience commands allow you to teach your dogs a desirable behavior in any given situation. And this can be important if you end up in an undesirable situation. You know, if you end up with other dogs barking or loud noises or other things, by teaching them um, these commands, and they know what these commands mean, you can help control the situation so things don't get out of hand. OK, it's also good exercise for your dog in a lot of cases and provides your dog with mental stimulation. Um, so because you're going to be doing these things on a daily basis through the training and you're going to be doing them through their whole life. You may as they get down, not do it every day, but initial training, it's going to be daily. But you're going to get out and you're going to exercise your dog and teach, you're going to walk them. You're going to teach them these commands so that they learn these commands. Um Your dog also helps to get uh, social interactions, okay? Not only with you, but with the environment as well. Potentially other owners, other people, and other dogs, okay? Um, And then the proper social interaction in those type of situations gains praise and reinforcement from you as the owner. So if they come up to a person and you tell them sit, and they sit, and they don't jump up and go crazy, and then you tell them good, they learn that this is the appropriate behavior, not to go crazy and jump on the person because they want attention. So these are things that really help, okay? Skills should be practiced everywhere. They should be practiced in the home, out of the home, in the neighborhood, anywhere you take your dog. These skills should be practiced, okay? So this additional practicing in potentially distracting situations helps you do You'll know that your pet's going to listen to you, and they're going to learn to obey, even in the craziest of situations, and not just in your living room or your backyard. It'll, so what it really you're doing is you are instilling an appropriate behavior in your dog. You're doing it with regular practice, and that hopefully will ensure that your animal will have good behavior for life. Okay. Now, obedience training is not a punishment. This is a key idea. This is not a punishment. This is an enjoyable interaction between you and your pet, okay? It doesn't matter if it's a small dog, doesn't matter if it's a large dog, okay? But it should be something enjoyable. The dog should have fun, you should have fun in this training so that this interaction between you is kind of bonding. It's part of your bonding and it's part of that how they're listening. So when do you start training, okay? Um, the best time to start is the when you acquire your pet. The minute you get your pet, that day, you should start thinking about obedience training, okay? Behavior is learned early. Whether it's desirable or not, they learn it young, okay? And that is the pattern for all future behavior as they get older. So if they learn undesirable behavior early, Unfortunately, they're going to have undesirable behavior as they get older, okay? This doesn't mean that older dogs are not trainable, okay? But it's easier to start with them young and teaching them appropriate habits and appropriate behavior, regardless of what their age is, okay? The earlier you begin it, the better. And then, uh, so, you know, once they have this instilled in them, it's going to hopefully be there for life, so once your pet is protected by having all its course of vaccinations, okay, and this is what you discuss with your veterinarian about how many vaccines they should have, what vaccines they should have, okay? Puppy classes are a brilliant place to start, okay? And once you have your, next, your vaccines, then puppy classes are safe. Until then, you have to be careful because unfortunately, if they're not through their full course of shots, they are potentially susceptible to nasty diseases, okay? And if you go to puppy classes not only are they learning about interaction you are learning about interaction and pup their puppies are getting interaction with other puppies um so they get to know how to behave around other dogs as well so let's start with the basics okay basic obedient commands basically there are five basic commands um that can be applied to set the limits for acceptable behavior, okay? And those five basic commands are sit, down, come, heal, and stay, okay? Now, when you issue the command, you want to issue it the same way every time, okay? You don't want one time to be in a light voice, and then if you're angry in an upset voice, come is a big one. If you tell them to come... And he comes, that's a good thing. You don't want to be sitting there going, come here after the dog did something bad. Okay? Because that come with your voice inflection is going to be fearful and it's not going to instill the right behavior. Okay? Um and you always want to use the same words. Use just the word come. Don't say come here or come over here, okay? Um You know, and use it as a single word. Don't say, you better come over here or use it within a sentence. They're not going to hear that one word. The word, the command is always one word, okay? Always precede the command by saying the dog's name in a firm but gentle tone, okay? Um, So you're one because you're going to get their attention by um, using their name and then... um, it will help to keep them alert, alert them to go, OK, what's next? So you say, Rover, come. Uh, Fluffy, come. Max, come. Bob, heel, OK? Um, it also allows them to know that you're addressing them. You know, If you don't use their name, they don't always understand that you're addressing them. Always say the commands in a firm and low tone. You don't need to shout them. Okay, you don't need to raise your voice, okay? Raising your voice may simply frighten your dog, okay? Or label or potentially raise its level of excitement. In which case, it's doing the opposite of what you want it to do. So always keep a low and firm tone, with just a natural speaking voice when you sit, say these commands, okay? Always a control a calm but controlled attitude, okay, conveying authority, but without anger, okay. You don't want to be angry when you're issuing these commands, okay. You want to be in control. You want to be confident. You want to be firm, but you don't want to be angry or upset, okay. Because again, um, if you do, you're you're going to. If you're saying something in an angry tone, your dog may be afraid or not want to listen because it's scared, okay? The the command, especially like to come, should be said in a light and happy tone of voice, okay? Your dog must never anticipate problems when you tell it to come to you. It shouldn't be like, well, if I come, I'm going to get yelled at or I'm going to get put in the corner because I just pee-peed on the carpet. So you always want it to be light and happy, but firm, okay? The other most important thing is that everyone in the family has to be the same. Everybody has to know the rules of the training. Everybody has to issue the commands in the same way. If one person issues them differently from another person, then you're going to fail in the training. Okay? So the entire family has to be in on this, and it's best to. This is also a way that you can instill in the pecking order within the home. And there is always a pecking order and the pet will insert itself within that pecking order. And I have seen many a times where I've had clients come in that the father says, the dog will listen to me, but it won't listen to my wife, or it won't listen to my kid. Why? Because the dog has instilled itself in the pecking order above them, but below the father. I've seen the same thing with the mother. You know, it's, it's the same way. So I'm not being gender biased here. It's just the way it happens, that one person in the family, the dog sees itself above, and you don't want that. The dog should always be at the bottom of the pecking order above anybody in the family. So by getting everybody in on these training and everybody doing it the same way, and that includes anybody that comes over and interacts with the dog, they should know your rules so that we never confuse the animal about what's expected. When the commands are given, what behavior is expected. Okay? Alright, so that's some of the basics. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. We're going to break for a few moments, and we will be back in just a few. Hi there, and welcome back to For the Love of Pets. Uh, today we're going to continue talking about obedience training for your dogs. And we talked about the basics, and now we're going to start talking about uh, adding hand signals on to those basic commands. Okay, so we have a actual movement or a gesture in combination with the words. And as we said before, you start with the pet's name and then the word um, so that they kind of go together. And it's a good addition to basic training. There's even a possibility down the road that if they've learned the hand signals, you only have to do the hand signals and you won't necessarily have to speak at all. Okay. Um By making a hand signal each time you pronounce that correct voice command, your dog eventually should make the association, okay? Between your hand signal and its behavioral response, okay, um, excuse me, eventually of course you want to reinforce if the pet does what you asked. So they learn the hand signal, they learn the word, and then together they learn them together. So you could go either way, okay? And this is a little more of an advanced level of training for your dog, but it definitely helps, okay? So let's talk about the combination of the two together real quick, okay? So we're going to go back to the five basic commands we talked about earlier. The first one is sit. So you say the dog's name and sit. What do we want? You want the dog to sit on his haunches which is a submissive position with the dog on a lower plane, either on the ground or the floor, okay? The suggested hand signal would be move your hand upward by flexing the wrist with your arm held still, okay? If you're using leash, okay, um, leash cue would be like a short upward jerk to get the dog's attention, okay? Not hard, not vicious, not nasty, just a little pull to let the dog understand that that's what it means to sit, Okay? If you, manual reinforcement, okay, teaching the dog what you want, firmly and gently press on his lower back, okay, to get him to sit. You don't have to push hard. You don't want to hurt him or her. You just want to put a little pressure so that she sits. And then, of course, you want to do positive reinforcements and say, good girl, good boy. Let them know that that's what you wanted. And then repeat it again. Reinforcement, repetition is how they learn. Number two would be down, okay? Again, dog's name and then down. What do we want? The dog rests on his haunches and his chest with his weight distributed on his forelegs and rear legs. Okay, It's the most submissive position with the dog on a lower plane. Again, the ground or the floor. Suggested hand signal would be a hand movement downward or to point one finger down. Okay. If you're using leash cues, a short downward jerk on the leash Okay, um, to show that you want them into the down position. Okay. If you're using manual reinforcement with training, with the dog sitting, firmly but gently grasp their front legs and pull forward just to bring them down to the floor. Okay. Again, nothing hard, nothing painful. Number three, come, the dog's name and come. We want the dog to approach from any distance. Okay. Um, It may precede another command. Okay. So you could say, Heidi, come. And then when she gets close enough, Heidi, sit. Okay, Um, calm would be to, you know, a hand gesture would be to gently pat your thighs or to open your arms in a wide greeting. Okay, Um, leash cue would be to gently pull the dog towards you. Um, If the dog hesitates, use a happy voice, talk to him gently and just give just gentle pressure, no slack. But not you're not jerking, you're not yanking, you're not hurting them. You're just pulling with gentle pressure to bring them towards you. Number four, heel. The dog would assume the position by your left side with its nose at your left knee. Basically, it's, it's designed to keep your dog on your left as you walk. And again, could proceed another one like sit or stay. Okay? Um, you pat your left leg at your hip using your left hand. It's an appropriate hand dresser to go with that. Um, again, leash cue. Short upward jerk to get his attention. And then you tell him what you want okay um with the manual reinforcement you keep the dog on a short leash by your left side with no slack holding at near the collar to hold him by your leg again this is just for training until they learn what you want them to do again positive reinforcements when they do what you want last one of course would be stay which should hold the dog in its current position okay usually comes after another command as such as sit or down okay um hand signal, hold your palm directly in front of the dog's face with the fingers pointing upward and slowly back away, keeping that palm up, okay. Um, usually there is not a leash cue for this. Um, if the dog leaves, okay the stay position firmly and gently repeat the first command such as sit and then repeat the stay command. begin with very brief stays at short distances and over time gradually increase the distance that your wanting him to stay from, okay? Um, And those are some of the combinations of hand signals and commands for basic training, okay? Once you get the basics down, you can look at some more additional commands, okay? Um, It's important, however, that you learn the basics first and foremost. Make sure they know the five basics before you try to move on to anything, such as jump or off, okay? Um, You know, go potty, other things like that. You know, make sure your new commands are distinct from each other and consistent so that your dog does not be confused. Okay, so you don't want something that sounds like something else. You want a completely different command word. Okay, um, Release commands of course are the other thing to think about which would be once you've done what you want and they're staying then you can release them from staying. Okay, um, Such as something like okay um, or, you know, excellent, or whatever code word you want, that allows them to know it's okay now that I don't have to continue staying here or sitting here, okay? Um, as I've said multiple times before in this uh, thing, uh, praise positive reinforcement, okay? At the first sign of obedience of your command, offer immediate and generous praise, okay? Um, don't wait until they fully complied. At the first sign, they're doing what you want, Okay? Show them that that's what you want. Show them that they did good, okay? Uh, and so it associates the command with the action. If you delay or you don't praise, it may not understand what's expected, okay? Praise can be verbal, such as softly saying, good dog, okay? Of course, a food treat also helps too, but does not need to be continually used, okay? So if you're retraining a misbehaving dog or you recently acquired adult dog, um, it's probably going to be better motivated by supplementing your praise with the treat. So you could use them in between, okay? Um, your dog can learn which behavior is acceptable and which is inappropriate depending on your response, okay? Um, So, for example, when a young dog hears a noise in the front yard, his first reaction might be to jump up at the windowsill and bark. This behavior may be acceptable to some dog owners. If the response to this is by saying, good boy, and a pat on the head, chances are your dog is going to repeat that behavior the next time it hears a noise. Some owners may be irritated by the excessive barking, and if you say nothing, the barking is likely going to continue. If you respond by sternly saying, bad dog, your dog may be momentarily interrupted from the barking. Okay, but after the pause, it is likely to resume barking. If you respond to undesired barking by saying no and follow this immediately with an alternate and appropriate command such as sit, your pet will learn not only what you disapprove of, but also what behavior is expected. So, in other words, if you're going to do this training, do the basics, and then when the inappropriate behavior happens, you tell them no, but then you immediately tell them what are the commands they do know. So no, sit, no, heal. That will work better than just telling them no, okay? And you never really want to put in negative reinforcements. Um, You never really want to punish. You want to redirect. And that is part of the most important key things about training, okay? So that talks about the basics, talks about hand signals, talks about reinforcement, okay? Okay. we're going to talk about choosing a collar and leash and daily training sessions in just a few. All right. Welcome back to For the Love of Pets. This is, again, Dr. Shreves. And we're going to talk about, in this last section, we're going to talk about choosing a collar and a leash and, of course, setting up daily training sessions um, for your obedience training with your puppy, as well as the possibility of having to employ a professional trainer to help you do what you need to do, okay? So what do you do with a collar and a leash? How do you choose the right one? How do you choose one that your dog's going to like? How do you choose one that they're going to learn to live with? Okay? Um, Most of the time, nylon and leather leashes are your best bets. Okay? Um, They're safe. They're strong enough to hold together. Um, So, and you, you you don't want something too heavy, like a chain, that might potentially hurt them. Or if they choke on it. So, um... Uh, At least, especially when we're dealing with small dogs, okay? Small dogs can have a medical condition that could be aggravated by a collar, okay? So you either want a soft collar or you could look at a harness, okay? Um, Metal choke chains really in general are not effective unless other collars are ineffective in controlling bad behavior so if you can't control your animal um with a regular collar you can always look at the metal choke chains or the pinch collars but what i like to recommend is the gentle leaders they're more designed like a halter is for a horse and they're designed to control a thousand pound animal you should be able to control a 50 or 100 pound dog with it it's designed to where it's not going to harm them it's not painful but it gives you control of their head so and that, I think, is the best. There's several models out there, the Gentle Leader, the halty. Um, most of them are nylon. They do not keep their mouth closed. They can still eat, drink, pant, um, do everything they normally do, would do with their mouth. But they keep, when they go to pull, the pressure goes onto the bridge of their nose and pulls their head down. And when that happens, then they can't go forward. It's just a physical impossibility, okay? Now, as I tell people with most uh, Gentle Leaders, when you put it on them, they're going to hate it. And they're going to do everything within their ability to get this thing off their face. Just like any regular collar, they have to get used to it. Just like a harness, they have to get used to it. So if they get it off, put it right back on. It's going to take days. It could even take a week or two for them to adjust. But once they've adjusted to it, you can either leave it on like you would a collar. Or you can take it on and off as needed for training or walking. Okay. Um, But really, it's great. You want a leash that again goes with the collar. It doesn't have to be overly long. It doesn't have to, with training. You definitely don't want to use something like a retractable leash. You want to use about a you know four to six foot leash, nylon. Uh, just helps you again control the animal and again not put anything that's going to potentially harm them. Um, but after your dog is fully trained, you can certainly look at a retractable leash, and that would be fine. Okay. Now, during the initial phase of obedience training, you should practice obedience commands uh, once to twice daily for about 15 to 30 minutes each time. Now, I understand that seems like a lot of time, but you're going to benefit from this in the future, okay? During these formal training sessions, you want to practice the five commands, and you want to do it in multiple rooms of your house, as well as potentially outside, like in your backyard. Don't want to try to do it in more disruptive environments early on. Until you start to get the commands down and again we said the five basic commands which is sit stay heel down and come again preclude each one with the owners name or excuse me the animals name and then the command in a firm authoritative but not angry and not harsh voice okay Using a leash at first during your indoor obedience trainings, it gets more compliant and understands that you are in control. Okay. Once your dog is more you know obedient, has started to learn the training, you probably won't need the leash use the leash inside the home. Outside, um, you know, you practice the obedience training during walks, okay? Teach your dog obedience everywhere, regardless of distractions. If there's cars, other dogs, people playing, kids. You know, they should learn that these commands are imperative and that distractions are to be ignored, okay? If you're outside, of course, your dog should be on a leash at all times, of course, unless you're in, like, a fenced-in yard in your own home. Um, and that's regardless of any leash laws. should always have them on a leash. It gives you control. Um, and, you know, there's always a chance that they could not you know, follow the obedience training and this way you have control of your animal and you don't end up in a situation you don't want to be in. The leash is not intended to prevent your dog from enjoying life, okay? It's a lifeline between you and your dog, okay? After the you know, in addition to these formal training sessions, okay, you should continue reinforcing them by applying them just with your normal interaction. So besides the formal training time, you can do training other times. Reinforce the commands, reinforce the obedience, okay? Uh, Don't feed, walk, brush, or play with your dog without asking it to do one of the skills, okay? The more practice, the more um, you do, the better off you are, okay? And this should continue through the dog's entire life, okay? This way the skills are not lost, okay? View each episode of a misbehavior as a teaching opportunity, okay? Don't scold your dog when it misbehaves. Rather, show a desirable alternative activity. Okay, by giving commands such as down or stay. You know, if you know, example, if your pup is chewing on your, your favorite easy chair, say no, and then give it a rawhide or something else that it can chew on. Okay, and if your your dog um, you know starts jumping at people when they come in, tell it to sit or down, and when they people arrive you know you get you know it's that way the training is consistent and your dog learns what you want it to do now there's always the help of professional trainers and it can be a positive experience for both you and your dog okay the purpose of a dog trainer is not to train your dog but is actually to train you on how to train your dog okay what they're going to give you are techniques and tools that you use to train your animal they're not going to train your animal for you you have to work on these techniques you have to reinforce you have to practice these techniques again and again okay potentially group classes help so puppy classes or other group training classes definitely for basic skills okay and it's a situation where there is other animals there so it can be distracting okay but don't send your pet away to be trained, okay? Really, an obedience trainer is there to train you so you can train your pet. And you want your pet to respect you and to listen to you. And that's where the time is best spent taken to help train your animal. All right, so I hope that gives you some basic information and in obedience training, just some of the basics. Again, it's a lifelong thing. It's a lot of repetition. But the more you work at it, the more happy you're going to be, the more obedient your pet will be, and the less problems you may potentially have. So that's going to do it for us today. I hope you learned something. I hope you can employ something here to help you with your pets if they're misbehaving. Again, if you have any questions or any comments, you feel free to send them to me via email at for the love of pets podcast at gmail.com. If it's a pertinent question or a good question, I may address it on air. Uh, if it's just a private question or a basics, um, I try to definitely at least answer it to you privately. All right. So we will be back again next week with a new topic. I hope you learned something today. I hope you're back next week. Um, always remember to love your pets because they are always going to love you all right you guys have a good day have a good night god bless and we'll see you next week